Welcome to My Orgasmic Life Podcast, a show that where we talk about sex, love, relationships, and kink. And of course, my favorite part, I share with you my very graphic, very juicy, and always entertaining orgasmic life. I'm Gaia Morissette, your hostess, and your holistic sexual wellness specialist, your trauma healer, your BDSM expert, and of course, your pro dominatrix. Mm. <laughs> the show was inspired to inspire you to support your orgasmic living. Remember, always check the content warning before you listen and make sure you're listening where no one else can hear it because you never, ever know what I'm going to say because I always come with an explicit graphic content warning. <laughs> now, strap in and enjoy the show. Hello, my wonderful audience of sexy, curious, and adventurers. <laughs> Whether you're overt about it or secretive. <laughs> uh, all right. So welcome to another fabulous episode. I'm your I am your um, hostess with Moses, Gaia Morissette, aka Empress Gaia. So today we're going to talk about love in many forms. Ah, <laughs> I'm going to give you a update on my polypod and my relationships that are in my life. Um, I haven't done one in a while, and so it's uh, it's time to free you know because you know if you've been watching if you've been listening and watching over the last three four years. I don't even know how long I've been doing my podcast for, um, you know, this is episode 293. <laughs> so, I've been around. Isn't that a true statement? <laughs> Anyways, so I've been around uh, for a while. And over the years, I, you know, you've heard like there's people who've kind of come in and then you don't hear about them anymore. And then, you know, new people come in and then you don't hear about them anymore. And I do that for a couple of reasons. One, when a relationship ends, um, until I have, either I have some like really like profound, teachable uh, advice that I can support my ending of that relationship, um, or I've, you know, cleared my own shit attached to that relationship. I don't really talk about it because I don't feel like the it's it's beneficial to just talk about the drama of you know often relationships ending and um you know i'm all about kiss and tell <laughs> with consent of course um but i'm not about drama and tell and so there's been you know so if you're like Okay, so what's the scoop? Here's the scoop. Here's who currently, as of uh, 2024, and I believe this episode's airing in February. So, uh, you know, right now I'm, I'm recording it. It's in January, the end of January. So in a couple of weeks from now. So I don't suspect many things are going to change from then till, you know, from now till then. 
So here's who's in the roster. Okay, so first of all, let's talk about, well, I'm ethically non-monogamous. And so if this is your first, if this is your first introduction, like if this is your first episode that you're listening to, I would recommend, you know, maybe going and checking last year's update. <laughs> or, um, you know, listening to some others so that you can kind of get a feel for what else is going on in my world. Um, and then come back out of curiosity of finding out, okay, what's, what's, what's the skinny? <laughs> Who is she banging? Who she's in love with? Who she's in a relationship with? It's very exciting. Okay. So where do we start? Uh, well, let's start with, uh, lady buddy. You know, forever it's like, ooh, you haven't really talked about Lady Bunny in forever. <laughs> Last time you really talked about him, he was dying. So he didn't die. He's still around. <laughs> I'm still legally, and we're still married. And uh, our relationship is quite, uh, it's, it's transformed. So uh, we we spend time with each other when we want to. And he has a very separate life and I have a very separate life. And um, every once in a while, I'll be like, hey, I feel like going and spending some time with Lady Bunny. And so I'll go spend some time with Lady Bunny and we laugh and joke and have some good times. And, you know, I usually, you know, get into some freaky stuff and, you know, force him to eat my cunt and <laughs> some force, you know, some kink and you know, some forced kind of lingus, you know, these kinds of things that happen. And then, you know, I off I go and I may not see him for two months, three months, four months at a time. Um, and it works really well. So just kind of like a little bit of a backstory. That's so that's where we are at as today. Right. A little bit of the backstory is that, uh, you know, we he I, I saw him all the time. I spent my all, a lot of my time at the nudist resort. Um, you know, probably four times, four days a week, I was at the news resort at, at, you know, his space and, and, uh, and then, you know, we got married and during COVID and we got married. And then I, you know, uh, closed down my practice in Waterloo and my dungeon in Waterloo. And, you know, I renovated and I went out there and I downsized so that I could move out there. And, and it turns out that we don't live well together <laughs> at all different when I'm a visitor versus me actually being there. And so there was a lot of things that kind of came up in that uh, adventure um, that was a little bumpy that we had to kind of navigate and, you know, be real about and, and own parts, you know, parts that I played and parts he played. And, and, you know, we eventually realized that, you know, we don't live well together at all. And uh, it works best when we kind of have separate lives and we just kind of in, you know, in and out of each other's lives. And, you know, I love him very much. And when I want to spend time with him, I go spend time with him. And he's okay with that. It works for him. It serves him. He doesn't like living with anybody. <laughs> it prevents, you know, uh, other girls that he may choose to date or have sex with prevents them. Him being married to me prevents that from trying to, you know, uh, get him into a monogamous relationship. Plus, <laughs> it's you know he has stuff about being you know his deep desires of being cuckold works out well because you know I I I do that all the time. 
So there's there's benefits to that relationship dynamic. And yes, there's been evolution. He's been a, probably part of my life for over 10 years. And there's been different evolutions of that relationship. And right now we finally found the one that works really well for both of us. And we're good. Okay. So there's Lady Bunny. All right. Next in my uh, life is... I want to talk about, so, and the reason I call it love in many forms is because traditionally, like again, Lady Bunny, I'm married, we're married, we should live together, our lives should be entwined, um, society says I sh we should be monogamous, like there's all these rules that society says because we're married, and the truth is, is that none of those rules work for either of one of us, and in order for us to both be happy, this is the relationship dynamic that works for us. And as I share these uh, stories with you, I, I want, you know, as an invitation to be like, you know, are your relationships in your life and who you're in a relationship or who you think you should be in a relationship with or what your romantic relationships you feel like should be? Is it because you've been taught that society says that that's the way it is? Or is that what best serves you and the people involved? Okay. And over the years, this is what I've learned about being ethically non-monogamous has opened up the possibility for all forms of relationship styles, all love styles, all sex styles, possibilities for me. And if you're like, what do you mean love styles and, and uh, sex styles? So I'm going to just kind of do a quick recap. And if you've heard me talk about it, you can be like, ah, oh, here she talks about it again, but I'll, I'll make it, you know. Get in, get out, don't mess my hair, do as quickly as I can. Okay. So we have our love paradigms and we have our sex paradigms. And so it kind of fits into a couple categories. We got our love styles um, and our sex styles are monogamous and truly monogamous, not society says dysfunctional monogamy, which we'll talk about in a second. But true monogamy is you are only attracted to one person. You're only fall in love with one person and that's it and you don't desire anybody you're not attracted to anybody you don't think about other people you don't fantasize about other people like that's that's true monogamy and just for the record it's like maybe five percent of the whole population of human race is monogamous truly monogamous completely sexually and love paradigm all right next we have uh, dysfunctional monogamy, where we actually are not monogamous, we are drawn to, attracted to, and desire and fantasize about others. But we pretend we're monogamous and shit goes sideways. Lots of jealousy. Majority, majority of people who are practicing monogamy as a default because society says so aren't actually monogamous. So there's a lot of distrust and a lot of weird shit that happens. Right? You want to learn more about these? I've done tons of episodes having this conversation, okay? Uh, next, we have conscious monogamy, where you are aware that you are drawn to, attracted to uh, more than one person and other people, but you consciously choose to only be attracted to or only act and sexually active with one person or only choose to be uh, actively in love with one person, okay? That's conscious monogamy. Then we move into the realm of non-monogamy, where it's where I play. <laughs> All right. And we got 
you know, ethical non-monogamy where everybody involved is where that we have cheating where that's not ethical non-monogamy because people are not all in agreement of it. And there's different variations of, you know, there's polyamory where you're like in love with more than one people. And, and then there's, you know, swingers, there's all sorts of versions of that kind of style of relationships that you put in, you know, categories and things. Okay. So I'm ethically non-monogamous, which means both in my love paradigm and in my sex paradigm. So I can be in love with more than one person and I can be in love in many different ways and different levels of intimacy. And, you know, I'm, I'm a big, I, I can love lots of people in different ways, different forms, just like I'm attracted to lots of people and I can have sex with lots of people. So I fall into the category of ethically non-monogamous, both in my love paradigm and my sex paradigm. So this opens me up to lots of possibilities, it can, lots of things, variations can happen. It's about me and whoever's involved in my little world. Okay, so now let's talk about the next person that's very important in my life, probably the number one importance in my life. Well, I wouldn't say number one. See, this is the thing. They all, each person I'm going to talk about plays a different role okay so uh master my overlord <laughs> all right now we have a 24 7 kink relationship and there's you know it's a consensual relationship um he is my master and my dom and my overlord and I'm his pet, his sub, his baby girl, all the things, okay? Now, you're like, what? If you haven't heard this before, you've, I'm sure you've heard me talk about it at some point. If this is the first time, go listen to lots of episodes talking about what that looks like and why that does. Now, that relationship that I have with him is deep, deeply profound, okay? Um, he's been in my life since I was 20. I'm now 49. So for 29 years, he has been in my life. And we've had, you know, just like my relationship with Lady Bunny, we've had different evolution. So I've had different evolutions with Master. He's been my boyfriend. He's been my partner. He's been my common-law husband. He's been my roommate. He's been my friend. There was a period of time where we didn't talk. <laughs> There's been a couple of periods of time where we didn't talk. Um, but in all of those times, there's only one little period of time where the two of us weren't have were not sexually engaged with each other. <laughs> right? So the foundation of their relationship has always been explosive. We have the most amazing chemistry and still 29 years. And I can, st I cannot stay in the same room with him without wanting to jump him, pump him, make out with him in any capacity. So example, last night 
my neck was a little off because you know I've been working out and getting stronger and all the things and pushing my body and my neck was a little wonky and my body's a little wonky so I can only have like a little bit of sex time not like wild crazy sex time like you know me and him like to have which is right quite aggressive and primal and raw and and rough <laughs> and he's like you need to go away and I'm like, I know, but I can't. So I went to the other room and I'm like laying there and then I, I can smell his pheromones in the air. And I'm like, my, my nipples are getting erect and my vagina is starting to throb. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> and I, off I come back into the office and I start, you know, rubbing myself up and teasing him and doing all things. And he's like, ah, oh. so then, you know, he like, you know, takes me for a moment and he's like, He's like, you're, you're, that's not good for your body. Go. <laughs> and so, and this is 29 years of us with each other and different evolutions and different experiences. And we've always had that kind of chemistry and we still have that kind of chemistry. And so for me, for that, for that in itself is incredible. You know, you watch TV and you watch all the romance and you watch all the whole like, sex where they get thrown up against the wall and they can't control themselves and they rip each other's clothes off. That's very rare. Like we see it in TV, but it's not common. It's very rare. I know as a sexual educator and, and working with couples, thousands of couples to help them to ignite that chemistry. That's not the norm. It's like it's an oddity. And so one of the beautiful oddities of relationship is we are like two teenagers uh, that can't get enough of each other. And often we have to leave the room so that we can step away from each other. So over the last, um, and he's the only man who's ever, for, there's lots of reasons. The perfect, he's a perfect uh, dom for me, right? He's driven by making me the biggest slut ever. <laughs> He's not threatened by my power. He's not threatened by my sexuality. He's not threatened by um, my job. He's not, he's not threatened by any of those things, nor does he want to change any of those things. So his, his job is to make sure that my best interest is number one, foremost. And he does a really good job of that. And so I surrender. And so two years ago, I guess, yeah, two, maybe three, nah somewhere between two and three years. Um, we've been living, you know, really dropping into this. He's collared me and he owns me and I, you know, he's in charge of my sexual expression and um, it's beautiful. And what this does, because, you know, if you know me at all, I'm quite dominant. I'm an alpha personality, alpha energetically I'm, I am alpha I walk into a room of other alphas and it'll take no time at all they them even the alpha other alphas will deter will ha hand me the power so it's a beautiful thing that he doesn't <laughs> to be a little subby me and submissive and surrender and I don't have to make decisions and it's beautiful because 
the rest of the time I am large and in charge and you know I'm all about world ethical world domination and that's my world but when I'm not working I get to drop in and so this beautiful relationship I have with him is incredible because it gives me the freedom to do so and the more I drop in with him the better and the more balanced I am as a leader as a conqueror and it's also good for the world that I have an old lord <laughs> you should all be very grateful to him and it helps me be a better dom I'm way better dom since I've really dropped in so this relationship dynamic is the one that has worked the best. And this relationship dynamic works the best for both of us. One, so all the things that I just talked about. Now, the other thing that's really fascinating is he needs to take care of somebody. And so like me being submissive activates his very nurturing, very taken care of me, um, which helps him be the best version of him. And him taking care of me and me allowing him to take care of me because, you know, feminist, world dominator, <laughs> always the one in charge. It's really, it was really hard for me to allow others to take care of me because that's always been, that's been my role in the world. And what that does, has done, is it activates this really softer, sensual, uh, nurturing side of me that very few people have ever seen. I want to do all the girly, I put girly in quotations, that I want to do those, you know, making his lunch and making food for him and taking care of him and, and how can I, you know, make his day easier and, you know, it, it brings, takes me out of my kind of alpha in charge into this beautiful place of empathy and compassion and servitude and service and and I've become quite you know sappy and very romantic and anybody any past relationships you're listening to be like what the fuck are you even talking about <laughs> apparently it only comes out when I'm submissive <laughs> I do things like hold hands and cuddle and all the things that very much I uh, typically are not me in any kind of relationship. <laughs> all right. So who knew that me being submissive would bring this beautiful piece out of me? Um, and so he brings that out. And I bring the best version of him out. And so the two of us, I'm in love with him deeper than I've ever been in love with him. And I've loved him for 29 years. And each day I fall further in love with him. And it's a very fascinating, joyful, amazing space that I would never, I, I would never have expected. You know, four years ago, I moved out of Waterloo and I, you know, we had a period of time where, you know, I basically was like, okay, I'm done with you. You're kind of train wreck. And, and I left and 
I never thought, I thought that our dynamic between each other was going to be over. And I would never expect that us together now, the way that we are, is so beautiful and amazing. But in order for that to happen, I had to let go of a lot of rules and expectations and beliefs about what it means to be in love and what does it mean to have a partner and what does it like, what does that mean? What does it mean to be married? Like all, what does it mean? I had to let go of, it doesn't fucking matter what any of that means. What works for the people that are involved? Okay, so that's it. Now, the third person that I'm in a kind of a weird, oh, by the way, I live with him. <laughs> All right. Um, so the third person that's in my sphere of really weird relationship dynamics uh, is Mistress Dana. And so I deeply and profoundly uh, love her like she is I, I I I love her and I love her in a uh, yeah like a partner life partner way but we don't have sex <laughs> um and it's interesting. So that dynamic. Okay. So uh, I don't know how long we've been in each other's lives, maybe 10 years or so. Uh, I'm not sure what the actual dates are, but when we first met each other, I didn't really like her. She was really angry <laughs> and she thought I was really weird. So like the two of us didn't really like each other when we first met. And then, you know, things circled around and you know, she was running an event and she needed a speaker and I was a good fit. And so she asked me to come speak. And so I went and stayed at her place and, you know, we, it, you know, we, it was like, oh, okay, well, we've evolved and changed and grown a little bit since then. And she was less angry and apparently I was less weird, whatever that means. Um, and so we started to kind of connect, but then we connected on a business level because we, you know, like the, the rapport between the two of us, if you've ever seen any of uh, the, our podcasts together or um, anything of us together, you can see the chemistry um, between the two of us, our charisma, our chemistry. It's, 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 it's beautiful. And so when we were up on stage together and everybody was responding well to us. So then, so then, you know, we got the nudge and we're like, okay, well, let's do a, let's do a business podcast together. This is back in the day where she was a business coach and I was doing sexuality. And so let's talk about pleasure and wealth and money and stuff. And so we start doing a, you know, we start, we start doing a podcast together and, and again, charismatically, we were great. And then we start talking all the time. And then we just like, ah, fuck it. Do you really want to do the podcast? I'm like, nah, I don't really want to do the podcast, but let's be friends. And so we became good, good friends where we pretty much talk every day and, and start sharing and our lives start to grow, right? As I'm working through my life stuff, she's working through her life stuff. You know, our core values are the same, very similar, um and it's like every time one of us would be like dealing with some shit in our lives it would like spar the other person to be like oh that's it was like very parallel shit was going sideways in their lives and it was a great way of supporting each other in our growth and our healing and our evolution 
of moving out of the place of misery and suffering and judgment and anger as the default of how we chose to move to learning to move from a place of joy and laughter and pleasure and uh, ease and contentment. And so we've been, you know, building. So, so she became my, you know, basically my number one emotional support and I became hers. And so, you know, we're friends and then she goes on her walk about and then we, you know, we revisit our web, you know, our podcast. Cause again, charismatically, the two of us are incredible on camera together. <laughs> or anytime you're in the same room together, right? Um, you have like two strong, powerful women supporting each other, not tearing each other down. And so it's it's beautiful and it's sexy and it's amazing. And so, you know, we 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 start to evolve and you know, then she goes on her walk about and, and then she's homeless. <laughs> so as she's on her walk about, you know, she's like, I'm like, all right, you know, you know, on her surrender journey. Um, you know, I'm like, all right, you can come hang out. You can come hang out over my place while you're in between adventures. And, you know, she, you know, before she went to, off she went to go to Bali <laughs> last year. Um, she stayed over. And this was the first time we were like in like each other's physical presence because she lived in Barrie and I lived in Waterloo or, you know, at the news resort. And, and so most of our relationship was virtual and, and on the phone and that kind of stuff. We didn't see each other very often in person. And so this was the first time we really spent that much time together and it was beautiful. And we got, you know, we get along really well and we communicate really well. And when we need to tell each other what we need, we, we do. And, you know, the foundation of our relationship is honesty, brutal, truthful, honesty, always. And so we've learned to navigate that and manage that, the radical honesty that we, the two of us share and practice with each other. And so off she went. So, you know, she kind of circles back, you know, she, you know, she goes on her gallivanting and, you know, you can hear all about her adventures in her book. She's in the process right now, right now, actually, while I'm recording this, she's in uh, Costa Rica writing her book of her adventures last year. It's going to be a really good book. Get on her list. <laughs> all right. Um, so. She circles back around and she's like staying over at her place again while she's still on her walkabout. And it's like, okay, so it looks like it just looks like she's, you know, she's taken over my treatment room and now she's kind of moved in and she's like accidentally moved in with me. And, you know, master, who doesn't really like very many people, by the way, he kind of adopts her and he just, he says to me, he's like, you know, um, so he nicknamed her homeless wino, <laughs> which is funny because she can't drink anymore. So, you know, and she lives with me, so she's no longer homeless, but that's her nickname, homeless wino. So he nicknames her homeless wino. And he says to me, um, well, she's in between places. She's like, he says, if she wants to live with us, she can. Just out of blue. And I was like, you sure? He's like, yeah, she's, it's easy to have her around. And, 
she's good for you and makes you happy and yeah so he adopts her so we end up in this like weird triad relationship that she doesn't have sex with either one of us <laughs> and then she starts working in the dungeon and you know she becomes this you know part of the dungeon and and you know that's you know now she's my dungeon mate and she lives with us and you know but I put her in this update because I love her and I love her deeply and I would be and I'm gonna cry how much I love her I I would be lost without her in my world so we have this really and again I wouldn't have allowed myself to love her as much as I do. Um, woo, woo, tears of joy, emotional, who knew? <laughs> I wouldn't have allowed myself to love her deeply because I would have just put her in, for years, I just put her in the friend category, right? She's just a friend that doesn't put out. <laughs> she just like got that required, like that was the the place in which, I loved her. I cared about her and she was my best friend, but you know, I didn't love her the way that I love her now. And I love her now. Um, you know, she's the way I miss her. I excited to see her, you know, we were building a, we build a life together. She's part of my life that, you know, we're building a future together. And, and again, uh, we co-dom, so we're sexual in the same space, <laughs> but it's kind of like, we're kind of like two heterosexual dudes sharing a girl, like, <laughs> or we don't cross streams, right? We kind of have some rules like, you know, hey, you know, once my cock's and my strap on, don't touch it. <laughs> so it's, again, it's a unique way of love. Um, we just, and the funny part is that both of us are attracted to women, and yet we chose not to have sex with each other early on in our friendship. And even though we both love each other and we are, you know, mates, basically, life mates in, a, in, in essence, we still don't have sex with each other. So... And that's okay. That works for us. Dynamically, that works for us. Um, we're not compatible. That's the other part is that we're just not sexually. The other the two of us aren't really sexually compatible. What she desires sexually and who I am sexually are two different people. And so even, even our things that smell good to us are different. Like our pheromones are like, we're just kind of off in that regard. But everything outside of you know, that sexual sexuality component is compatible. So I share her with you um, in many ways, actually, um, in, you know, like, you know, episodes where the two of us are in the dungeon and we talk and I share her with my subbies and <laughs> I share her with my friends and, you know, uh, you know, I share with my clients, I share her all over the place. And it's beautiful uh, that I sh that she's a part of my life and I love her. And she's so spectacular that I want to share her with the world and share her with all in all the beautiful places that she's fantastic about. So that's my love for Mistress Dana.
and that's it. And then of course I have the different, I, I have different levels of intimacy and love with my, with my clients. You know, I used to have, you know, I used to have a harem, right? So I had all these lovers and had a polypod that had all these lovers in it and had different relationships and different sex. And there was all sorts of adventures that were going on there. And, you know, as I get healthier, you know, and, you know, stronger, um, you know, master will be opening up my sexuality. He'll be, you know, which is beautiful. So, you know, I'll get more cock, <laughs> which is great. <laughs> Remember, I'm not monogamous. <laughs> a long time for me to have one cock. Um, so I feel very satisfied in my whole, like, there's no part of me that feels unsatisfied. I feel content. I feel loved. I feel nurtured. I feel whole. I have lots of love to give. Um, my, you know, my world is amazing. I'm in a weird triad with, you know, master and mistress Dana. Um, I'm married. It's really funny that I see like once I've come once. <laughs> but I have also a deep loving connection with um, my clients that we go on these adventures together and the vulnerability of those adventures and the intimacy of those adventures and and the nature of them surrendering and letting go of control and me holding space for them to help them be the best version of themselves and so there's all of those beautiful and I think that's probably why I feel so satisfied and and not lacking for a harem in the sense that I have all these beautiful amazing clients that I get to they get to one they really bring so much to my life in so many ways um and get to have the opportunity to expand who I am and 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 it allows me to learn to feel connected and intimate and vulnerabilities and and share share those intimate in, intimacy and love with my clients and you know there's there's these beautiful moments where you know we just had a torture session consensually and you know I've just I've just really you know laid in on a client who's this masochist who loves it which I'm going to talk about next 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 episode is all about masochism so so you'll understand this deeper so you know they feel so loved and cared for and held and I feel so honored that they surrendered and trusted me to have that experience. And so I also get to have these beautiful relationships that help them expand who they are and come to this place of beautiful self-love and self-acceptance. And, and they get to be their true self within, you know, the space that they get to spend with me. And, and I look forward to it and I miss my, I miss them when I don't get to spend time with them. And, you know, so love, I want to share this, like love and intimacy and sexual expression comes in many, many, many ways and many, many forms if you allow it. You know, it's taken me a zillion years. <laughs> I'm going to say, you know, 
since I started having relationships, it's taken me a long time to figure out what works the best for me. And that is always evolving. So what works the best for me now, I suspect will probably work the best for me for a long period of time. I mean, I've tried all the evolutions. I've tried all the things, blah, blah, blah. So I suspect how I'm living right now is probably going to sustain itself. And there may be some new players in and out and in and out over the years. But, you know, the main, the main three players, I suspect, will be around for a very long time. And the relationship dynamics I have with them is fantastic. But it, I wouldn't be able to truly appreciate them if I haven't allowed myself to let go of what I believe love looks like or what sex looks like or what a relationship looks like or what needs to be a part of that. Those preconceived societal expectations, letting go of those is made room for these new possibilities. And I love it. So there's your update. And I lovingly invite you to drop in to looking at your life. Are you, are you feeling fulfilled? Do you feel satisfied? Do you feel loved and supported and the best version of you coming out in your relationships? If the answer is yes, hell, I give you a whoop, whoop, a whoop, whoop, at you. If they're not, it might give you an opportunity to maybe start looking at what's not serving you and what's not working. And can you evolve those relationships? Some relationships can evolve, like my relationship with Lady Bunny, my relationship with Master, even my relationship dynamic with Mistress Dana has changed and evolved and had different incarnations. And so maybe that's what needs to happen in your current relationships. doesn't have to be all or nothing. doesn't have to be blissed out happiness or they got to go. doesn't have to be one or the other. There can be like, all right, this current way in which we engage or live with each other or dynamically isn't working for us. Why? And is there another way in which maybe another incarnation of this relationship could work better where we have different expectations, different roles, different things. Is that a possibility? If that's a possibility. I'd lovingly invite you to explore it. Now, sometimes it's not a possibility because the other par partner is other person is not willing to be like, no, we're either this or we're nothing. And if that's the case, then you may have to be, okay, well, then you got to go. <laughs> that person needs to go because what's currently isn't working. Um, and then before, if that's the case, and you do some cleaning house and either you can evolve the relationships to better serve each other, um, so everybody getting their needs met in a different way, or you may have to keep you know, get some rid of some people out of your life and you make some space um, before you jump into another relationship. I would lovingly invite you to take some time to evaluate. One, what's your love paradigm? Are you monogamous, non-monogamous? Two, are you sexually monogamous or non-monogamous? 
So those are the two questions you need to ask yourself. And honestly, like really honestly. All right. So like, for example, master. His love paradigm, he's very monogamous. He only loves me. He'll only love me. He may end up having sex with lots of other people. And he has had sex with other people. But he doesn't love them. All right. So you need to know what your paradigm is. Then start to invite people into the those different kinds of relationships dynamics. Find out the people that you are potentially spending time with. What are their love paradigms and what are their sex paradigms? Do they match up? What's their expectations? What is their love language? That's another thing. You know, we got the ways in which we express love. There's like, you know, five, I'm sure you've heard of love languages. There's five love languages. Actually, there's six love languages, but the one that's not talked about and is romanticized is the stalking um, aspect of love. <laughs> Obsessive um, is obsession as a, a love, love paired as a, as a love language, which is not talked about, nor is it healthy, but it is romanticized. So there's that. Are you compatible? In what capacities? Are you really good friends? Are you really good lovers? Are you like, does that person have to be everything? Can they be part of something? Can you get your other needs met by other people? Can they get their other needs met by other people? Like, you know, find, create that. You can create that. There are people in out in the world that will help support you being the best version of you and you can support them being the best version of themselves. It doesn't have to be all or nothing. So that's what my hope, my my update, besides you, you know, being in the know and <laughs> curious. <laughs> All right, till next time, stay curious, stay open, and of course, stay horny. <laughs> and if you need some support, as always, please reach out and I will either be me or I can pass you along to Mistress Dana or whoever else is going to be a good fit for you to help you navigate to finding what forms of love are going to best support the way that you desire to live. Okay. I love you. I do. Talking about love. I love you as, as my audience who comes and listens to me. Um, I love that you listen. I love that you feel inspired and I love any feedback and any questions. Um, please send them my way. And again, if there's topics that you really want, you're like, oh, you know what? You know, something you talked about, I really would like to explore more or explain more. Reach out because I do this for you and I am here for you. And live in, live in my truth so that I can inspire the good, the bad, the ugly, and the raw. All right. Till next time. Bye-bye. Hmm. Well, I hope today's episode inspired you, encouraged you, and of course, made you feel tingly inside. <laughs> 
I just want to take a moment to tell you how much I appreciate the time that you spend and how I really deeply appreciate you listening. I do it for you guys, the audience, and I love and adore you guys. So quick loving reminder, I am not available for naked pictures, getting married, having sex, or having anybody's babies. And when you want to spend more time with me in a professional capacity as your coach, your teacher, your educator, your facilitator, um, you can reach me at GaiaMorissette.com. That's the gateway to all things Gaia. I also lovingly invite you to follow me on Instagram, which the handle is My Orgasmic Life Podcast, where you can leave feedback and comments also come join me on Facebook at My Orgasmic Life Podcast Facebook group. And I really want to hear from you. I want to know how this show affected you. Did you what did you learn? Was it inspirational? Did you agree? Do you disagree? Um, you know, I want I want to know. Cuz I'm a little bit of a voyeur, so I want to know what how am I affecting you? <laughs> so please, please Please come leave some comments. Now, if you're like, but I don't want everybody to know what I'm thinking, which is okay. Sometimes we need privacy and we need to be anonymous. So you would like that option? We have that. Okay, listeners, until next time, may your life be filled with sexy exploration and orgasmic pleasure. Mwah. Bye-bye.